When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of For All Mankind by Story Archives. I'm your host, Mario Busto, alongside the other host, Zachary Newton. Welcome back. Welcome back, y'all. We're back with episode five titled Goldilocks. And it seems like our Mars Happy Valley crew is going to have a chance at redemption with another asteroid capture. That is for sure. You know, I'm I'm really excited to see all of the drama unfold here with all of the nations trying to capture it. Everybody's trying to take ownership of, I guess, who discovered it first. Nobody's happy with each other. And it's just really pitting every nation against each other even more than some of the events already have started to do. So I sense a lot of of, uh, issues in the future here. I don't think this is the event that we were hoping that's really going to bring everybody on earth together. This, I feel like it's going to divide us a lot more. Yeah. It was one of the things I thought about when we opened up this episode was the, the, uh, the really creative email we got earlier in the season of hoping that something, some, not a calamity, so to speak, but like discovering alien life would altogether get rid of all human conflict and eventually lead for all mankind to become Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> which was interesting because I was wondering if the discovery for a moment before before we knew it was an asteroid, I thought it might have, it could have been a sign of life. Like, why not just deviate, you know, <laughs> just deviate completely and find some craziness. But no, it's an <laughs> asteroid. And at first I thought maybe it was on a collision course, but. That's what they, I thought. I thought it yeah. was headed towards Earth and they were like, guys, we all got to go to Mars right now. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe that we run into a scenario later in the season where, because it's gonna hit near Mars orbit, that Happy Valley might be at risk of getting hit by the asteroid. That's a possibility. Yeah, I could see that as well. That would suck trying to get everybody off there. You'd, you'd lose a lot of work, like a lot of time too, from everything that you've installed on Mars. Yeah, yeah, but it would bring all of the nations together and put oh, at least for a little bit, right? They put away some of the petty stuff, but. I think like if humans are involved, no matter what, there's just always going to be a return to that conflict, no matter what occurs. Um, Man, there are so many characters in this show. Like there are a ton of characters and I got to, I got to tip my hat to them. The hat that I'm not wearing. They do a good job of making me care about characters that are barely on screen. And they do a lot of good writing for these one scene characters like Palmer. Hmm. Who kind of drops a bombshell in this? He's uh he's not a commanding officer, but he's one of the higher ups on the ship in Happy Valley. Yeah, and uh, he notices Ed has a tremor in his right hand that he seems to be hiding, and that's what sets off like a whole stirs the pot, you know, uh, yeah. crap hits the fan, so to speak, when this news gets out or at least gets to Danielle, because you could tell Palmer's like one of these like young NBA players, probably. Mm. who like grew up watching LeBron James and now he's had like a 20-year career and now they find themselves lined up with him on the same team. It's like discovering if LeBron had like, you know, some 
medical condition that he was hiding. Like he's that yeah. such a legendary figure that it, it's like if you feel like you're snitching on your childhood hero, which has got to be a horrible feeling. Right? Yeah. And the writing yeah. was good with it. What do you think of the like? What do you think of the presentation of some of like the more lesser known characters in the show in this episode in particular? No, I, I honestly, I think I agree with you that the the thing that you just mentioned is what stands out to me the most, right? Like, I mean, literally immediately sucked into the fact that like Ed was his childhood hero. Um, like you can kind of feel it, right? I, I really did like it. I felt bad for him uh, in that scene because I was like, man, if I if I was in that position, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to say anything. I'd be like, no, nah, we're we're good. But at the same time, I'm really glad that that he did the right thing because there are so many people's lives that you're putting at risk from keeping that quiet. Which is another reason I'm gonna say why well, I, let me tell I'm you. becoming less of a fan of Ed. Like I still like Ed. Like he he's still one of my favorite characters from the whole show and its entirety. But man, I'm really not liking the choices that he's been making recently. I think that's okay though, because I think that's you know par for the course, uh, in terms of like what they say, never meet your heroes type of thing. Yeah, you know, people you when you put people on a pedestal, they're gonna let you down. Okay, yeah. and um, for Ed, he has a lot of good and he has he has a lot of negative, like anybody. Same as any of the other characters who are heroes in the show, like uh, Danielle Poole and uh, the Stevens, who were and we'll get to the Stevens because I caught on to a theme of hmm. uh, of something we're gonna see here. Uh, in the in the show that's developing, but I think there was also a sense of betrayal on Palmer's part, right? Like you grew up, you revered this figure, this historical yeah. figure, this this hero of yours, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason you looked up to this guy is because you saw him on TV have a moment where he took responsibility for the failure of the moon, right? Yeah. Of not getting to the moon first, he took personal responsibility, and he said he learned in that moment that you you have to take personal responsibility even when it's tough to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, which is a lesson that I wish some of our world leaders would look at, right? And, and yeah. kind of see, because I feel like as as a society and the media and everybody in general, we always cast down anybody who gets caught in a mistake or that they messed up. But we all F up. So if we could have a leader who honestly would say like, hey, I screwed up. We're going to we're gonna amend it. Yep. Some of our greatest leaders in history have had colossal failures and oh, they yeah. recover through the failure but we we have we're in this day and age where like if ed baldwin was a true actual character in real life and we found out that he was hiding or doing something that he failed on he'd yeah. be done he'd be out of a job and you know the the media would be crucifying him people would be crucifying him rather than appreciating somebody who takes personal responsibility and then if their actions back it up and they do better in the future you reward that person you know you don't kill him and don't ever give him a chance again yeah, absolutely. Accountability is really something I think everybody could use a lot more of. I agree. Um, I thought you were about to to have like a Winston Churchill reference coming out there for a moment. Yeah, Winston. I was going to bring it up because he's one of the people who comes to mind that he had uh, like a colossal strategic uh, mistake. And what battle was that, that that he lost? There was a ton of lives lost, and um, he was pretty much he had a lot. He had a long road back to being able, in another position to lead the country. And, um, yeah, without that, like, failure on his part, you don't have, like, a strong-willed individual who could carry a country through that difficult of a time, which is interesting, because I don't know if I mentioned this in the podcast. I believe I did. I'm absolutely loving the audiobook of Fellowship of the Ring right now, Lord of the Rings, and Tolkien 
I know heavily influ- was heavily influenced by World War One or World War Two at the time of writing Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And there's a lot of talk of our friends in the West, our friends in the West, you know, uh, the problem of the East, you know, whatever it is, like in the actual book. And it just made me think of Winston Churchill so often because uh, essentially like there's in Lord of the Rings and I'm going to, I'm becoming a Lord of the Rings nerd. That's kind of what's happening in this. Oh, is that, is that where this, this is going? <laughs> this character yeah. arc of yours? Yeah. Aragon is like from, from people of the West or something like that, right? Where the people of Numenor. So he's like mm. the last, he's like the last in a line of like epic men who came from the West or something like that. I'm kind of new to Lord of the Rings lore, even though I've seen all the movies. But the books go so much deeper in in depth that it's kind of hard. If you think For All Mankind has a lot of characters, it's like <laughs> you just read like when you read uh, Matthew, the the Gospel of Matthew, mm-hmm. and you have like the genealogy of Christ. Yeah, that's what Lord of the Rings is like. Sometimes it's like Balin, the son of Galadriel, and then Dolan, Durin, the <laughs> son of. Du- it's like all these different names, and you're just trying to remember all of them. But uh, dude's a beast. Uh, long story short, I don't remember where I was going with that, but uh, we were talking about Churchill. So yeah, yeah. Churchill. I, yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. the the things that you were talking about was the campaign against Turkey and then the defense of Norway. Those are the two. Yes. That, yeah. Yes. 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 Um, um, don't you feel also that uh. Even though Gary Oldman, I'm watching Slow Horses on Apple TV. Great right? Gary show. Oldman's character in uh, Slow Horses is heavily based on Churchill as well. Hmm. I'm only two episodes in. I'm only two episodes in. Think about it. He's. I'm only two episodes in, and I kind of feel like I know where it's going. Right? You got a guy. It's hard not to. Se- it's hard to separate Gary Oldman and Churchill because he literally plays Churchill uh, in a movie, and. Um, you got this guy who's kind of in charge of a bunch of rejects. He probably has a failure in his past that we don't know about yet in Slow Horses. And he's kind of casted out to this, to Slow House, right? Sla- and he's uh, yeah. Slow House, whatever it is. And then he's probably going to have some pivotal role in season one that he saves the country or saves something. So, you know what I mean? It's kind of like that same uh, character arc, right? Got it. I mean, I'm yeah. not going to say anything. I'm, I'm a bit say- farther okay. ahead. Uh, than you are. However, I, I will admit I have not started watching season three and I haven't quite finished season two. Uh, not be, not yeah, because it's yeah. not good. Like it was good. I was really liking where season two is going as well, but uh, I just got sidetracked with other things. So I'll have to pick that back up. Yeah. So I think one of the themes then continuing on with For All Mankind is like, what is Ed going to do? Is he going to, is he going to turn against what young Ed did, which is take personal responsibility for something tough? Because mm. the decision here is to lay down his cut his wings himself and to stop flying or to figure out what the condition is, get it under control and then come back. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's one of, that's something that's a growing storyline that's reared its head in this episode. The other thing that I picked up on and I thought it was masterfully done, uh, okay. which, uh, it was just very subtle, right. Was the impact on a child whose parents prioritize career over taking care of the kid. Okay, specifically yeah. both parents, right? And and this is the comparison here. The contrasting example is the Stevens, yeah, and Kelly Baldwin. Okay, yep. now Kelly doesn't have a husband because her husband died on Mars, right? Well, uh, I, believe, I don't think they were married, were they? No, but you figured they were gonna. Yeah. They yeah. you figured they were gonna get married. At least that's the that's the vibe that we got from the show and their romance that that happened. Uh, I believe her husband died because of a mistake Danny Stevens made, um, if I'm not mistaken. 
Uh, I could be wrong. Somebody I, fact check me, but there's a lot going on in the show. Is that I, hopefully you I, can do it? I, I, I want to say that is correct as well. I remember, you know, after it, the, the big event, I think of the, uh, what, that mining machine exploding basically. Yeah. And that, that, Alexi. Uh, yeah. He had like internal bleeding in his brain or something that ended yeah, up, we, you know, We thought he was fine later. and then he died right after because he had internal bleeding. Yeah. So, Alexi died, who's Kelly's uh, father of Alex, right? And baby ma, uh, daddy. Baby daddy, all right? Yeah. Which it doesn't feel like any responsible baby daddy. It feels like, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Anyways, he's dead. So, if she leaves to Mars and leaves him behind. The way I said that was really I know. Harsh. It was the way you just entered into that sentence again. Yeah, but keep going. And very very on character for you to laugh when I say I'm sorry. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> brings a laugh out of that. I was kidding. No. Um, if she leaves, yes, he has Olga to take care of him, mm -hmm. but it's not apparent, right? No. So, they did like a really neat cut be between Dan the scene with Danny Poole and Danny Stevens and cutting to Alex in uh, his room playing with his toys. So really, the 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 story, three storylines that are converging there is Kelly's decision to take Alex with her to Mars, right? Pretty mm -hmm. much telling Dev no, and what she doesn't know is that I believe Dev used that opportunity, right? Because Dev, yeah. one of his his character arc this season really is coming back from not believing in people. Yeah. He was betrayed by people closest to him. His vision was betrayed. He was betrayed at a young age by his mother, who he feels abandoned him, right? Mm -hmm. Who we meet for the first time in this episode. Um, and then he wants to go to Mars and he never wants to come back because he feels he can build something better on Mars, right? Yeah. Uh, so he offers Kelly to go to Mars and pretty much pushes and pushes and pushes like, you're going to really turn this down, blah, blah, blah. And you can see how much, I think it was a test to see Kelly's character, if she would prove him wrong about people, mm. right? If, if like pretty much prove him wrong about what a good mother is, right? Yeah. Which that, bro, that scene made me choke up when I, when you see Dev crying, looking outside the window, which oh, nice, nice directing choice for him, for the rain to be hitting the window as that scene's <laughs> going on, Yeah. right? So that was altogether like a really neat scene for her to want to take Alex with her, which will make Alex, once again, the most famous kid on earth which he probably has his health problems, I put on the side note, because he was born in space or born in Mars. So That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Didn't yeah, develop, so like it didn't, I guess his heart maybe didn't develop fully, so he's not able to kind of, you know, pump blood at normal yeah. gravity. Yeah, yeah. So that's what she was saying, that his, he's actually better suited to be in space, which is crazy. <laughs> so I hope there's other kids for him up there because it seems like he's going to be the only kid in space. Well, um, he does for know. now, for now. I mean, who knows? Maybe now that we've had one kid born in space, it'll be able to happen again. Um, and we're going to breed a bunch of Martians is essentially where this is going, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, part of, you know, I've wondered where this show is going. And oh, yeah. uh, we've had massive technological advancement in, in the seasons that have, that have occurred, which was crazy because Kelly earlier in this episode was listening to the news on a radio which I found ridiculous. Um, Man, I don't know what it is. I, not to cut you off, like I want you to finish yeah. your point, but to, to what you're saying, like I don't know why a lot of shows do this. I mean, like I'm okay <laughs> with it because I, I like that like retro technology thing, but yeah. you know, we always end up in this like weird middle ground of like there is some like super advanced tech and then it's yeah. like you got a flip phone still. Like what? Yeah, can I borrow that paper? <laughs> I'm reading yeah. the newspaper. Yeah. Like, we, we're, we're, we don't have a printing anymore. press still, but we're you know, we've got yeah. TVs. And <laughs> hey, well, when you're done, can you, 
can you slide over that that ring on the on the typewriter there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're super advanced and yes, she's listening to her news on the radio. Anyways, um, I wanted to make a point about where I thought the season's going. So we have all this technological advancement. So to the point where you got a guy like Miles who used to be a guy who worked on oil rigs mm-hmm. who is out of a job and out of an industry who has to be forced to come to space and become a space smuggler pretty much. <laughs> uh, he's like literally Han Solo over here. Um, but you can kind of see the light in the tunnel with this Goldilocks asteroid, which has $20 trillion worth of iridium. Um, and what the show's laying the groundwork for is another renaissance of technology, like a, just a renaissance of t- technology. So mm. I honestly could see a scenario where they capture this asteroid. Next season does a ridiculous time skip. Like we're now no longer rewriting previous history we're gonna write the future now Mm. and so next season will be the last one if i had to guess and it'll be a vision for the future of what it could be and then we go to star trek uh and that's pretty much how for all (laughs) mankind ends i uh i've you know i I think the entire time i've been watching this show felt like this was going to be a four season show but as of this episode i do feel like it is going to go beyond the fourth season like i like if it was not going to, we got too much set up here. Like all the, to your point, like all of the technological advances that we're supposed to see, like we've got to know where that's going to take us. And I, I think it would be uh, a disservice if they just did a time jump uh, or a massive time jump in this season to show us where that is. Like I, I don't, I don't really want to see that. Like I, I think we're safe to move on from the Ed Baldwin storyline and. Maybe we continue with Kelly Baldwin and she's super old living on Mars and has grandkids there. I have, I have no idea. But um, yeah, I, I I do think it'll at least go on for one more season I, as I of totally, this episode. I totally could see a scenario where next season does a, uh, let's say, 15 to 20 year time jump. And uh, we have Alex as the main character. Um as Alex Baldwin, the new admiral of blah, 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 and we're leaving the solar system or some crazy crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where Dev, Dev is now as old as Ed is and Kelly is. De- Dev has know. his head severed in like in a frozen jar or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which they, could they make Dev any more like Elon Musk? I think there's literally the exact same scenario with Musk. Although I think they're taking a different route with like if he's closer to his mother or his father. Yeah. Uh, Musk's parents got divorced at a young age, I think. Um, and he stayed with his dad while most of his other siblings went with the mother. Hmm. So there's kind of like a something, there's something there. I don't know what they're trying to do, but there's obviously some sort of uh, drawing the line there. So yeah. I wonder if Musk has watched the show and ever like comments. I'm like, oh, that's me. They're trying to do me again. That's I, me. I feel like Elon uh, Musk would say that on the most shows that he watches. I mean, you yeah. got invasion. Oh, He's like, me. <laughs> that's me. He should just that's have awesome a wall. <laughs> he should just have a wall of all the fake billionaires that TV shows have tried to make uh, like after his image. Yeah. And just do that. So I mean, you, you can't see a billionaire just super involved in technology, leading the world and on a mission to go to mars and not think that's elon musk yeah yeah pretty much um okay so we finally got the end of the danny stevens storyline and i hope it's the last that we ever have to say the name danny stevens again he killed himself that's what happened he messed up okay they isolated him 
questionable call. You know what I mean? They literally put his ass like in a capsule by himself. I, I don't know if it's a questionable call. I mean, this guy literally was was the reason so many other people died. Like he's irresponsible and he's not safe to be around. So I'll disagree with you on that one. But okay, yeah, I, I agree. You cha- you changed my mind immediately because I guess what I was saying is the moment when he was begging Danielle to come back, it seemed like a different Danny at that it, point. It did. I, I do. I mean, he he was he's he's been so broken in in the last season even. Um, well, I mean, there hasn't been much of him in this season, but um, because he's dead, uh, I do agree that he he did seem like he's he's changed. He's a, he was a different Danny at that point, but I just feel like he'd gone too far. There there was no coming back. Yeah, Happy Valley wasn't really Happy Valley, and the scenes that we saw in the flashback, you know, they were very ominous. We yeah. had a lot of straight on Danielle looking at the camera shots in this episode. Oh yeah. Uh, where you, the kind of shots where you'd kind of turn around and see, kind of point yourself like me, like you're looking at me. <laughs> um, they were starving. Something, something had occurred there where they were literally starving and on rations. Uh, where everybody looked so gaunt well, and just skinny as hell. Remember, um, I mean, on the journey from Earth to Mars in season three, we had to pick up some of the Russians. Um, right, the ones that didn't die from overheating Good catch. Uh, their nuclear engine, and um, I can't remember what the reason was, but I like everybody was stuck on Mars for like an extra year, <laughs> uh, longer than 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 they were supposed to be. So I, I just think their rations were, were running low. They had too many people. Yeah, not enough supplies. You know, like and. They didn't have any supplies coming anytime soon, unfortunately. So that's why does it feel like every time <laughs> humans have like a crazy adventure, you get some sort of Jamestown experience? Not moon based Jamestown, but literal Jamestown when the you know, when the pilgrims came over here from, you know, Europe, where you had Jamestown, like almost everybody died. Right. And then the moon base, like you have Ed there and it's the same situation. You got the high bob, bye bob. Yeah. Uh, they almost go insane really uh, in that space pod. And now I feel like they got to be the most battle-tested, re- mentally resilient people in the in the planet, Ed Baldwin and, Din- and Danielle, you know? Yeah. I completely agree. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just risk, right? I mean, you are going to a brand new place where you don't have anything set up. There's no source for food and water. Like, you've got to try and find it or make it. I, I mean, I, I kind of understand. We're still reeling from the fact that... Um, Danielle sent Svetlana back to the Earth, Earthbound. Yeah. And, and Ed's giving her crap for it. He's disrespecting her in front of the crew. You can't have that. As a leader, you can't have that. No. And, uh, and she does have it out with him to the degree that she clips his wings and she fires him. I think the firing of Ed was an emotional decision and she'll, she'll backtrack from that. I think she will regret mm. that decision because it was too much. To fire him was too much. Uh, she let the altercation. It was too much. It was yeah, for well, their relationship. Look, it was I'm, too much. I'm making the face just because, I, like, I had a feeling that this was going to end up coming up at some point in this episode. Because last episode, you were you were more on the Ed train than than I was. I was on the Danny train, and I or a Danielle mm-hmm. train, whatever. I still am. So I don't know. I mean, I, I never said I, I was. I think it's the thing that, that yeah. Ed needs, right? I yeah. think it's. I think it was the best decision for everybody here. And I do, I do hope, however, that you're right. And it's like, you know, hey, what else does he have to lose? Now he goes to the doctor. Maybe he finds out that this thing is curable. And then 
he fixes himself and is able to come back and fly the mission. Like maybe that'll happen. That'd be awesome if it did. But um, I don't know that she's actually going to regret this. I, I I disagree on that one. But that's just my opinion. I don't. It's it's just tempers raged. Okay, emotions got emotions got high. They both said things. Because here's the thing: you got the other theme of this episode. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Bro, I swear, I don't know what my neighbors do upstairs. Like, truly, or is it raining outside? I have no idea. It's not raining here. <laughs> oh, it's it's raining outside. Okay. All right. Because I'm like, I don't know what this guy does up there. Like, sometimes, <laughs> like, I just, it's like, I feel like Will Ferrell and Wedding Crashers. Oh, yeah. He's talking about his mom where she's like, I don't know what she does back there. <laughs> mom, me love. <laughs> what does she do back there? Anyways. Um, where was I going with that? Okay. Emotions. The other theme in this episode was... Yeah. Uh, was Danielle needing to prepare a speech for yes. her son's wedding. And uh, she has a hard time doing it because her, her work husband is Ed Baldwin. Really, if you think about That's it, her work true. partnership is, is Ed Baldwin. And she has a dysfunctional relationship going on and she can't focus, which is normal, right? She, she, mm-hmm. she's the kind, I'm, I'm like that too. If I cannot, if, you know, if something is not... Perfect and uh, good and copacetic. Yeah, it's yeah, hard. Well, it's hard to pry yourself away from that. If there's not equilibrium in all in all assets, like the all facets of life, I have to even smooth it out and then we move forward. You know. Yeah. Uh, and for her, she couldn't get the speech out. So I figure we'll have the redemption of that arc and redemption of her relationship with Ed, and then eventually, once she has that, then she'll write this beautiful speech for her son and, and bless the marriage. Because Danielle's an awesome character, but she I is. do think, she, I think, I think she'll want to claw back that firing of it because that's just too, that's too much. Even though they, and they both said shit that they probably want to take back. She literally said F you and, and he was like, you know, you handed him a Bible. Essentially he got mad at her because Ed kind of, he he's not like a, I don't think he believes in God, so to speak. And he I also has a huge so. ego. Like Danielle says, like he swears he's like the the gift to the cosmos himself, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, he blames her in some way for Danny killing himself rather than blaming himself for... he She she nailed what he said, what he is. He he promotes people and gives people positions because he likes them yeah. rather than if they're qualified or they're ready for the position. And she's more of like an administrator where... She's just like, no hard feelings, but you ain't ready for this. Or you're got not going to do this because Danny is literally an alcoholic. And we're not going to trust somebody like that going Abusing to freaking drugs Mars. too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they didn't know about the drugs, but you could clearly tell he was drinking like crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, and she did help Danny when he was training to get back in. So, let's not forget that too. Yeah. Um, they're both responsible for Danny's death in some way, right? And uh, could they have brought him back to the ship when he was contrite and ready to come back? I don't know, because we had seen that song and dance from Danny before. You definitely can't bring him back with any sort of responsibility. He's dead weight. He's a burden on everybody. Okay? Yeah. Um, but let me tell you, man, I would love to interview the writer of the show who was responsible for that storyline with Danny mm. and Karen Baldwin. Of course you would. that guy hates, that guy or girl hates the Stevens kids. Like, hates them. To, <laughs> like, 
you made one which like I always kind of had empathy for for Danny in terms of like Karen is fine as as can be like you know a woman <laughs> like that comes on to you you know you can judge if you want but come on anyways Karen should have known better in that situation um then they make his brother Jimmy a domestic terrorist pretty much, much uh or a facilitator of domestic terrorists and we haven't heard from him and I hope we never see him in the show personally yeah I, I hope this I is just I hope this is just the end of the Stevens episode, you know, characters and we're moving on from it because Kelly's taking her son to Mars and so he's not going to have the similar fate as a Danny Stevens, thank God. Yeah. I, you know, I am, maybe I am Danny Stevens' kid, Danny Stevens' kid will probably be a character in the time jump thing because he has a kid. Let's not forget yeah, that. Yeah, he, he does. He does have a kid. A little um, girl, I think. I believe that's correct. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be the little girl who gets with Alex Stevens and then that'll be like a whole... It'll be the redemption of the Stevens, but I the think the Stevens Steve- and the Baldwin's at it again. No, come the on, Steven, no, the Stevens we can't might. have that. Ooh, you're right. We can't have that. My friend. That is that is turning into such an incestual relationship. No, how's it incestuous? How's it incestuous? It's not incestuous at all. Well, not well, not yet. I guess technically, um, but I mean, you've got other members of your family sleeping with the same family's members. Like it's just yeah, a little, how, it's a little that, weird. What would that be? What would that be? That would be. Alex's grandma slept with his father-in-law. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a little weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's a little strange. It's, a little it's, strange. it's getting it's getting to the boundaries, right? But um, yeah. yeah, I I can see that. But I think the Stevens might be like the Kennedys. Like they might just be. If any of them go to space, they don't. Nothing ends well for the Stevens. You know. Yeah, I mean, nothing has ended well for them, and it's all been their demise in space or on another yeah. planet. Yep, yep, yep. So, all right. So, where do we go from here, Zach? Well, I think we're. Well, first of all, I, I do want to say this has been a great mid-season episode. Like, I really liked this. I was pretty bought into this episode. It was. The whole it was. Yeah. yeah, this season has been phenomenal. I, I, I think, think season, overall, I think this season might be the the best since like season one and two. Like, it's legit. it's up there, man. I, I, I think it's going to be really hard and I'm only going to say it because we're talking about season four. You had to have watched seasons one and two, but if you haven't, go ahead and skip it. I think it's going to be so hard to uh, top season two just because of, you know, what happened with uh, the Stevens on the moon. But yeah, like but you that, know what, man, that, that one makes me upset every time I think about it. But you know what? I think um, the other thing I was thinking about when I watched the episode is is that there's so much going on and so many characters. Yeah. That it does get, although you care about all of them, they're doing it well, it does feel like you're moving at a snail's pace with everybody's story in a way because you're bouncing to 10 different characters throughout the episode. It does. Yeah. I mean, it it, it only happens in this episode where, you know, Ilya realizes that uh, Miles is smuggling rocks off of Mars. Yeah. We didn't talk about that one in this yet, but nothing nothing has really come of it yet. I mean, Ilya's eyes, eyebrows just raised. You know, he's like, he knows something's up. He knows he's doing something. He knows exactly what he's doing, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think he was kind of testing Miles in a way as well in this episode. And Miles didn't, didn't say anything, didn't mention anything about it. Which I think is, you know, in my favor, at least with, with the bet. Like, I, I do think that he's going to be, <laughs> he is going to be the catalyst for something very bad that happens. I don't know what that will be yet. Um, but I do foresee that coming. As far as where else are we going to go in this? I I think 
I think you're right that we're going to see probably some sort of redemption with Bald. I'm I'm looking forward to a potential family reunion with uh, Kelly and, and Ed and Alex. Like, I, I think that'll be exciting to see. Well, um, I, we also <laughs> might be heading towards a... Kelly's heading to Mars and Ed is leaving and they don't I, see each other again. That also crossed my mind during this episode. I was like, man, they're not going to do that, are they? But then I'm thinking like, is there another big ship sitting docked at Mars just ready to like head home? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe it, unless it's like one of those like, you know, I don't know, a freight ship, whatever you want to call that. It's just carrying supplies back and forth. Maybe he could hit you right on that. I don't think he's going to leave Mars. I think that guy will die on Mars. Um, <laughs> but... No, like I, I do hope we get to see a little bit of a family reunion because I'm kind of sad that we didn't see any of that. I don't even know if that if Ed's seen Alex, um, in real life. Um, yeah, it's a good point. I, like that may not have even ever happened. Uh, no, I think it, I think it did. I think at some point it did. Maybe I, I, I think the big thing about this whole season at this point is just going to be all about you know mining this uh this asteroid it's going to be the the preparation for it it's going to be hopefully the redemption of of ed um and i don't know maybe maybe we'll we'll find a lot of new supplies on mars like and like living organisms will be mining the rock and then that's just going to propel us into you know the next season season five that that's kind of where i think we're headed and where this is probably going to leave off I, i don't know that there's going to be another like big pivot thrown our way um I don't know if you disagree, though. No, I, I largely agree with everything you said. I also think we're on a collision course towards um, a Samantha and Miles uh, love affair uh, occurring because we see Samantha has another man. Yeah. And uh, maybe yeah, she's trying coming. to get over Miles, but it sure seems like Miles is jealous. And, he, oh, uh, he's sure totally se- jealous. And it sure seems his wife is all happy now because uh, the money's pouring in. So she's, uh, but she really doesn't know how to talk to, uh, you know, to miles anyway she's like i never really believed this could happen (laughs) no man (laughs) no man wants to hear that you know you know what a a man wants to hear is i always believed in you honey i always believed in you baby there was never a doubt in my mind they don't want to hear like it was getting dark there i really didn't think you were going to pull through for us i'll be honest with you i I never thought you were a loser man (laughs) i never in my wildest dreams imagined that you could be successful at anything miles yeah like uh, that's like him like (laughs) like like i said snip um i don't think that relationship is gonna last at all miles is totally gonna get with samantha um He's jealous. They both they both have it for each other. Like like I, I like I mean she's busy with you know some other people at the moment, but he's married. Um, I don't know how well he communicates to his wife though, Miles, because I don't think I've ever seen him send a video. He and the only talk. video that we've tried to, that that he <laughs> yeah. tried to send was horrible. So, um, yeah, it might it, that might be a bidirectional communication problem. Samantha also seems like she's heading towards being like a workers' union coup leader. You know, like. She's never happy about anything. She's like, they're, they're working on six days a week. They're going to work double shifts and 10-hour shifts. Yeah. I think it's time to send Samantha's ass home, to be honest. Like, she is very <laughs> disgruntled down below. She's going to cause an issue pretty soon. Um, I could see a scenario where Miles does end up being a mess up, like you say he will, uh, where he just blows up Ilya's sill and a hole is opened and out of a happy... Like, something could go wrong with that alcohol sill, right? Yeah. Where it just... 
something I think blows it's more up. of the, the business, the, the import-export business. Like, he's drawing too much attention of it, or attention to it, I mean. Well, they're, they're trying to humans, they like smuggle humans. I was going to say, where's the Korean? Yeah. Yeah, uh, they got to bring uh, Lee's wife to him, which is going to cause a geopolitical disaster. Yeah. Right? Uh, if he, you think the Russia situation is bad, I want to see Eli's heart pace, heart rate after his meeting with the North Korean leader. And here's the thing. Miles is at the center. He's the catalyst for whatever is going to go down with this Korean versus everybody else situation here. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So. All right. Uh, let's get into some categories. Let's do it. Let's do favorite character of the episode. Man, I'm going to say uh, Dev Iesa on this one. Hmm. I thought he had like a standout performance in this episode. And okay. um, learning a bit about his backstory and why he's doing what he's doing is to the point of also kind of testing out Kelly in a way, in a kind of Willy Wonka-esque way, you know, shout out to Wonka <laughs> coming out this Friday. So, Oh, it's coming out that soon? Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to give mine to Danielle. I liked her. Okay. And look, I, I completely agree with the things that she said, though many of, of them were emotional. She's 100% correct about Ed. Uh, and I, I do think Ed is really in the wrong. So I, I, I'm, I, I'm I agree, her. by the way. I yeah. agree. Yeah. I just, I, I, I liked it. Like, everything I, I think was she, warranted. She took it for this, uh, this episode for me. Everything was warranted, even the firing. I just think that the firing, she could have waited a day and she still felt strongly about it, then she could have done it the next day rather than when her emotions were running high. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Maybe next episode they'll both apologize to each other, kiss and make up, but it'll still be fired. Yep, yep, yep. Um, favorite scene in the episode? Kelly telling Dev she wants to take Alex to space was my favorite scene. That was a good one. That was a good one. I am, I am between, I guess, the dramatic scenes in this one. I'm, I'm between uh, Danielle firing Ed. Okay. Um. Dev talking to his mother, and the other one, I, I kind of liked, um, what's his name, Palmer talking to Danielle. I, I liked that little bit. That was a good scene, yeah. I, he owned I it. Palmer owned every second of that scene, for sure. Yeah. How about favorite line of the episode? I got what's you. Up? Okay, you got me. What's up? There are a million reasons not to do something. You have to find the reason to do it. Said by Karen Baldwin moments before having an affair with Danny Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I got a second one, too. Oh, I got to hear this. Come on. Um, let's get off our soapbox, uh, which was said by Al Gore's uh, rep when Al Gore took single-handed credit for discovering the asteroid. <laughs> which is hilarious i think uh i think kelly's here which was a, sh- was a shout out to us uh, soapbox network yeah, yeah it is a shout out they, they, they knew we were going to comment on this so they had to name yeah. drop us in there um good lines uh, you, the first one that you picked is definitely the best of the two um man this this was a this was an interesting one this this was a difficult one for me with lines so i'm probably going to I'm probably gonna, no, I'm not gonna piggyback. I'm 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 just gonna double down on this whole situation with Danielle and uh and Ed. You know, 
when she was talking about there's many things in life that, that she regrets but this decision oh, this isn't going to be one. one of them like that like that's the one that that stands out to me when i think back on this episode specifically think back on danielle's parts in this episode um so I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with that one their whole relationship has been fake this season like they've they've under the surface have both i think more on danielle it towards like ed smiling through their teeth yeah well it feels more like 70 30 danielle hates ed's guts while ed does not really hate danielle uh, he like thirty percent hates her. I don't know that they look. They've I hate, always hate they've is always not what I mean. Yeah, you know that's, I mean. that's too strong of a word. But like they've they've always kind of been. They always have disagreed with each other, and yes. I think it's been a healthy disagreement in the past where there's been like conversation. And I don't want to say debate, but I mean like both sides of the equation were voiced in the past. And the, like Ed, man, in this season, he is, he's just an old fool. He's bullheaded. Like, I mean, like, I'm just saying. We're like, never going to get, we're never going to get Joel Kinnaman on the show. Look, I love Joel Kinnaman. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the movie coming out that he's, that he's in. What's the name of that again? Silent, Silent Night. Silent Night. Yeah. Um, that, that'll be a fun one to watch. Mm-hmm. Love the character. He's still one of my top favorite characters of the entire show okay but he come on there's no way that he reads the script and he doesn't know like man ed's a douchebag in this season <laughs> like he's just strong arming everybody as as he goes through life in this in this season trying to make everybody you know bend to his will and his way so yeah nothing against joel kinnaman this is just this is between me and ed baldwin at this point this is like ed baldwin like when a superstar athlete is past his prime you know, but you still give him like the what you did for us contract. Yeah. This is like Ed on his what you did for us contract. Uh, <laughs> well, well, we got to get him out and bring in a new person. Yeah. So, all right, let's wrap it up. Um, righty. Yo, thank you all for listening. We hope you're enjoying For All Mankind and we hope you're enjoying our podcast coverage. First and foremost, I want to thank our Patreon supporters, Susie, Jose, Linder, and Matthew. Thank you so much. You don't have to, but you still do support us, and we appreciate that so much, all of you out there uh, who just not only listen to the show, but choose to give to help us produce these episodes uh, in a way that we can invest back into the uh, network, which we continually do. So, um, yeah, Uh, thank you for that. Stay tuned for our Hard Knocks coverage. This is a busy, uh, just a programming schedule note. It's a busy week for me with uh, production shoots this week. And I will not be releasing a Hard Knocks episode on Tuesday or Wednesday, more than likely. So that'll be coming out towards the end of the week. And then our Monarch Legacy of Monsters and For All Mankind coverage, one of the two will probably get pushed slightly uh, a little bit this week. So sorry, Zach. Yeah. I was going to say, did you did you notice that we got a new Patreon uh, member this evening? Yes. Um, Matthew. But, I, but it is a familiar name. I, I know Matthew's name and... Uh, Cool. I've seen him there before, so I don't believe he is uh, new. I just think that he, yeah. Well, he came across well, my you. inbox, so thank you anyways, Matthew. Yeah, yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Any All other right, plugs? No, I can't think of anything at the moment, so. All right. It. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of For All Mankind by Story Archives. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Apple and Spotify podcasts. You can visit us on YouTube at Soapbox Podcast Network. Our website is soapbox.house. You can email us at contact at soapbox.house. And we do have a link in the description below to sign up for our quarterly newsletter. Awesome. All right, y'all. Until next time, have a nice soul. Peace.